is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of MaxList. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. One of the best ways to get good at job hunting is to talk to people who do it well. That's why once a month, I interview a MaxList reader who found a job they love. Our guest today is Jake Nielsen. He's the brand manager at Widmer Brothers Brewing and Square Miles Cider. Jake Nielsen believes in the power of kindness. He says that you never know who might have the knowledge, experiences, or connections to help you go where you want. In a story you can find on the MaxList website, Jake says a conversation he had at a networking event a decade ago led to a friendship and then an introduction that helped him get the job he has today. Why do you love your job, Jake? You know, that's a really great question. I think it all comes back to a history that I had when I moved out here into the Pacific Northwest. Um, my father, who I have a very strong relationship with, I really watched him go from drinking, you know, Midwest domestic pilsners and, you know, hams and all those uh, all those beers that you know well uh, out there and then kind of getting into craft beer. Uh, and so my relationship with him, uh, you know, as a kid and as a teenager growing up had always been strong and, you know, a component of that. Uh, and it sounds worse than it is, but, you know, my father was a really big craft beer fan. And so, um, you know, he introduced me. Uh, I would never admit to have tried craft beer before I was 21, but definitely got to sort of uh, enjoy the the breath and plethora of craft beers out, or out here in the Pacific Northwest. So I think it means something to me. But as well, the industry is a really tight knit community of incredible people. Uh, you know, I say nice souls all of the time. You know, I think everyone in craft beer is genuinely proud of working in craft beer. And I think they're all very excited to kind of meet and uh, collaborate with as many different people in the industry and people close by the industry, uh, which I think is unique. Uh, a lot of other industries are very competitive, um, very focused on, you know, keeping other people out of circles, whereas craft beer is about bringing people in. Well, let's talk about your job search. How did you find out about the position you have today? Uh, you know, it actually did start at uh, one of your uh, your happy hours and, and a get-together where uh, I was meeting a bunch of different people. I was young at the time and hadn't really actually thought about working for a craft brewery. It really hadn't come to mind. But uh, I met an individual. Uh, we started chatting, and uh, he at the time had mentioned that he had worked for Widmer Brothers. And that was something interesting because it kind of – pinged a unique idea in my brain, or at least it felt different. It was like, I'd heard about many agencies in town, many other companies, and all of them very interesting with uh, incredible experiences and things that I could definitely work uh, with. But when they mentioned the craft brewery, I was like, now that's something I'd really love to do. And that's really what started it. Um, you know, and it started with a conversation that uh, evolved into that friendship, but that didn't, you know, come, that didn't come just unintentionally as soon as uh, this person had mentioned that they worked for Widmer Brothers. You know, my next goal was, how am I going to get this guy a beer? And I think that was what I told him. I was like, hey, I think you need a beer. And he's like, of course I do. And I went over the table and uh, we cracked two beers and sat down in the corner. And, you know, it's tough to do. You know, I'm I'm married to an introvert and, uh, you know, they struggle with this, uh, you know, meeting people and creating small talk. But I've been blessed with the ability to sort of Guide, uh, you know, guide through that journey together and really was starting with some easy questions. And pretty soon I had uh, this person kind of talking about themselves and just learning more about the role and, you know, what they do and, and sort of the rest is history. 
Well, that was 10 years ago, which is a long time. And you didn't go to Widmer Brothers right away. What what happened next, Jake? What You had that conversation. And then how did events unfold after that? You know, I think it comes from a lot of sense of perseverance because, you know, I mentioned, you know, in that conversation, like, you know, I think I'd like to work one day at a at a brewery. And uh, that person kind of chuckled because they said, everybody says that. And uh, it's actually really hard to get a job in a craft brewery because especially at the time, 10 years ago, that was really on the the very cusp of craft beer being, you know, uh, the dynamic, uh, you know, movers and shakers of culture here in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, I think some of the comments uh, that uh, I got early on probably would have deterred a lot of people. I think one of the comments in particular was every position that we get usually has about 30 to 60 applicants for a role, you know, and especially when you're young, that can be intimidating because immediately your mind goes to, you know, I don't have the experience or I don't know, you know, anything about the industry or like nobody's going to actually look at my resume or does my resume even look good? You know, a lot of those things that could deter someone, but I knew that I had a unique opportunity to do a few things. And that first started with meeting this person, being acquainted, and then making sure I stayed in touch. And then over the next few years, I knew that there were some unique skills that I needed to develop over time. At the time, I came out of college a pretty uh, subpar copywriter. Uh, I knew how to I knew how to work uh, from my experience at radio stations, so I could speak, I could you know present on command. But there were some other aspects of my career that I knew I could hone in on, and also learning a lot more about the industry. I think there's a lot to be said about somebody, especially who works in marketing, to be truly an expert in the field that they're selling. You can always sell things or market things if you don't know much about it, but true authenticity and like a great employee who really wants to contribute to an industry, especially when you're much more on the client side, is really having that depth of knowledge to function on all levels. And again, that can seem intimidating, but it all starts with starting somewhere, just like anybody learns any skill. So you you knew you wanted to work in marketing uh, for Widmer Brothers, and you also knew that you needed to develop some skills and you said build some relationships how did you turn these ideas into a plan what and and put a timetable behind it that led you to the position you have today well the easiest thing about craft beer was part of that plan was drinking lots of craft beer so that really wasn't a hard plan but that was the number one um making sure that i tried everything <laughs> locally here in the city and uh, making sure I understood, you know, like the difference between a lot of the larger craft breweries and the smaller craft breweries and, you know, uh, being more acquainted with the style and different styles. So I could just, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk um, in terms of like actual execution in, in you know, finding a path towards getting that career. Um, one of the most important aspects for me was uh, knowing that um, roles wouldn't open up uh, sort of publicly very often. And so when they did, you kind of had to get ahead of it. So I set up a cadence about every three months where I'd follow up with this person just casually on an email, just checking in. And sometimes they respond and sometimes not. And later in my career, I, I learned that, you know, when people are busy, it's not because they don't want to talk to you, but they truly are just trying to balance their actual, you know, day-to-day -day necessities that they need to accomplish in their jobs. And eventually he would respond and I'd uh, always invite him to lunch. So 
it did take a couple uh, a couple lunches on my part, so I had a little bit of a financial investment. But every time we did connect in person, I'd make sure I learned a little bit more about uh, this person's life, but also a little bit more about what things are happening at uh, at Whitmer Brothers. Like, are there some jobs opening up? You know, are there new changes? Are they expanding the team? Are they maybe looking at new opportunities or ways that I might be able to fit in? And it's always about listening. So not only was I making a new friend who I'm still friends with today, but I'm also like looking for ways to bring value even while in the job search. So while they were talking about maybe expanding into their partnerships, asking if they have a partnership manager or learning that they were going to be do, doing more beer sampling outside of the brewery, you know, asking about different roles that were coming up uh, in that space that maybe they hadn't thought about. So as I was young, that was probably a little bit... Um, confident, you know, to kind of check in. But, you know, I knew that I wasn't just going to sort of luck out and have a job open up for me. So I spent a lot of time just making sure there were ways that I could stay in touch. Well, what's striking about that, uh, Jake, is that when you had those lunches, you were bringing ideas and a a value to the person you were developing a a friendship with, because you have a background in marketing and, and branding. And so it wasn't those conversations just weren't about your interest at working at Widmer. Uh, they were also about uh, sharing ideas that might be valuable to the company, weren't they? Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're on the job search or you're looking for your dream job, you know, there is a little bit of selling, you know, who you are and what value you can bring. You, To be honest, for somebody who's maybe been in the privilege of of a position who's searching for someone to fill a role or who is related to sort of the hiring decisions, you're very busy just like everybody else. So when people just come to you saying, I want a job, a lot of the times you have enough people asking that. But the next question is, you know, how can this person be helpful uh, in their role? How can they make everybody's lives around them easier if they were part of our team? And, you know, how can they benefit the team? And so, you know, the term, you know, you're selling yourself as an individual, but there's a little bit of that in saying like, hey, I'm going to be a person that um, can be valuable to the company. I'm going to be a person that really can bring new ideas or, you know, is is energetic and bringing a new kind of angle and culture to the team that would add that value. So, you know, that it was important for me. And also it was an educational experience, just kind of learning every time we'd meet, you know, we'd be more and more familiar with each other. So uh, this, this individual just kind of give me more details of like, what was life like really at the brewery? How, you know, what were the actual things like troubling him on a day-to-day basis, the stuff that he wanted to talk about, you know, that sort of thing. And so there just became a familiarity to the relationship that eventually let me feel more and more like I had a better idea of what the, you know, what was going on at the brewery and maybe how I could fit in eventually. Well, let's fast forward. How did you hear about the job that you have today? Was, was it advertised? Did you hear about it through your, your friend? What, what happened? So that, that, you know, all that work really did pay off because one day we got together for, for lunch like we did. And I think this was year three or four. And I don't want most people to be deterred by the timeline that, um, you know, I'm portraying here in this podcast because I at the time was, uh, you know, well-employed at a number of other agencies and was really sort of keeping this on the back burner for me. It was something I knew that like 
I wanted as sort of a long-term career path. Um, but I had other roles uh, in between that time. And so I wasn't sort of going at it as aggressively as somebody who maybe is directly in the job search at the time. But um, one of our lunches, uh, my friend had mentioned that they were uh, moving on to a new role with a new company. And I you know, had become familiar enough with them that I sort of anecdotally joked like, hey, can you actually give my resume to the actual hiring person as opposed to me just throwing my resume into the um, apply now button, which I know um, at least at, uh, at a position where there's a lot of people going for a job uh, gets a little bit lost in the shuffle. And they said, of course, um, one of the other key components was listening. And in that conversation, they had mentioned just a single first name and said, hey, I'll pass your email on to this person uh, just to keep their name anonymous since I haven't told them I'd be talking about them. But I kept that first name in my mind, saved it, and then went back online when I went home, went on to LinkedIn and was able to find who this person was based, by, based on what I knew their title was and their first name and then where they worked. Um, and then at that point, I very uh, graciously and and uh, and um, sort of uh, politely uh, messaged them on LinkedIn. Uh, it was many years ago now. I think you can message people directly on LinkedIn without being, you know, LinkedIn pro. But just said, hey, um, I'd been talking to a coworker of yours over the past few years, and I'd heard that there was a job opportunity coming up. Uh, and I wanted to let you know that I've applied and I've also, uh, if you'd let me, I'd love to send my resume directly to your work email address. And I was very lucky enough that that person emailed me back and said, hey, that sounds great. We, you know, we are thinking about this position opening up and I'd love to hear from you. So once I got their email address and was able to send my resume along, um, you know, things, things moved a lot quicker than normal because I think there was that sense of familiarity and um, my friend that I'd been spending uh, a number of years with um, sort of vouched for who I could be uh, on the team. And, and that really kind of brings the story uh, to, a, to a sort of a conclusion of how I got that role. You talked in your article for us about the importance of kindness. What difference did being kind to others make in your job search and, and in your career in general, Jake? It is one of the key components of my career ever since the very beginning. And I think it came from, you know, especially early on, I felt I felt the most um, warmth and friendship and growth and opportunities to advance my career with the people that I met who were very kind and definitely met some people who weren't. And it was always important to me that no matter how far I got in my career, that I would extend that kindness because I met some very kind people early in my career as well. Um, I think I think people be very much surprised by how well received you can be, um, short term and long term, by being known that you are kind. Doesn't mean that you need to be, you know, that you can't be firm in situations if you're in a leadership role. Kindness and empathy is one of the key drivers for great communication, for trust within, you know, between coworkers and trust within projects. And I've had a lot of amazing opportunities come up because people have come back to me and be like, you're always so kind. And I want, really would love to work with you again, or you're the first person I thought of to really, um, you know, kick off this project or this idea or this next step. And so, um, I think the whole world needs a little bit of kindness. And I think there is a certain amount, depending on what industry that you're in, 
kind of pushes people to be unkind to each other. But I just don't think there's enough time in one's day to be mean to a bunch of people. And maybe it's just because it hurts me at night thinking I wasn't kind to someone else, but I'd recommend it. It really does make a difference. Well, finally, Jake, what's your number one job hunting tip? You'd be surprised how great a lunch will get you with somebody else and how good the opportunity to be able to speak to one somebody one-on-one for 30 minutes, 25 minutes can really make a difference in consideration for, you know, how you could be helpful for them in the future. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Jake. To learn more about Jake Nielsen's job search, visit maxlist.org slash stories. And check out the MaxList website for dozens of other success stories. On the second Friday of every month, we add a new interview with a MaxList reader who has found a dream job. Go to maxlist.org slash stories. In the meantime, thank you for listening to today's bonus episode of Find Your Dream Job. This show is produced by MaxList. Susan Thornton-Hoff schedules our guests and writes our newsletter. Lisa Kislin Barry Anderson manages our social media. Our sound engineer is Matt Fiorillo. Ryan Morrison at Podfly Productions edits the show. Dawn Mole creates our transcripts, and our music is by Freddie Trujillo. This is Mac Pritchard. See you next week. <laughs>